Welcome uh, to the whatever. <laughs> the Ride or Die podcast. Yeah. Say it. The Ride or Die podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, Dylan. If whoever doesn't know Dylan, Dylan is Dylan. I, I don't know if I ever say is it Spicer or Spencer. Spicer. Spicer. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought, but I'm horrible with words. So he's my uh, jujitsu coach, MMA coach, sensei, senpai, whatever you want to whatever you want to call martial arts instructors. So, uh, Dylan, uh, you just came back from Tim's fight from Bellator. That was a world world championship belt heavyweight, right? Yeah. So how was that experience? Um, that was pretty awesome. Um, it was um, my first time going into the corner with somebody for a world title fight. It was the uh, Bellator interim heavyweight world title fight for, mm-hmm. for Tim Johnson. Um, and that was the first time I've, I've done anything like that, where locally we've, you know, gone into the corner for the local DFC. Yeah, and keep, keep the little mic closer. Yeah, you can, you can hear yourself coming in and out. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So we've, we've cornered people for local events, for championship, regional belts or whatever. But this was my first time uh, for a very significant belt. So yeah, that was yeah. something else. And then um, getting up on onto the, the stand, you know, where you hang the banner, mm-hmm. the sponsors and stuff. Is My head was kind of like highest and I looked across the cage and I was making eye contact with Fedor. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a new experience right? as well. Yeah. yeah so that See, was, he was eyeing me up and down. Well, it, so you, you're telling me that a legend of MMA was eyeing you up and down as you eyed him up and down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I wasn't going to be intimidated by that moment, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's they got that stone cold look. So yeah. Uh, well, he's Russian, right? So oh, yeah. th- th- that's all their look is, is just stone cold. Yeah. Same. Always the same. Yeah. yeah. That's such a cool story. I I didn't know that. But you've been you've been coaching people in the higher levels of uh, MMA promotions for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first time I ever cornered someone in a UFC event was UFC 59, and that was um, Nick Thompson uh, against Carl Parisian. If you know who, the, mm, know who I, don't, I don't Carl, think so. Oh, he's, his jujitsu is amazing. You yeah. got to watch some of his old old fights. Um, but uh, when I cornered Nick Thompson, uh, it was uh, a moment just like my Fedor moment. With Nick, I got up on the cage, and I was looking across from Randy Couture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was far more intimidated by that moment because yeah. it was, like, all new to me. Right, First right. UFC, you know, being there and everything else, is I got kind of caught up in that. And I was like, holy crap, that was – Fedor was staring – or, excuse me, Randy <laughs> yeah. Couture was staring yeah. at me, so – it's almost like fanboy moment almost. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it taught me a lesson for this Fedor moment. Like I wasn't going to be distracted by that, mm-hmm. that yep. for Tim, you know. That's, that's so cool. So what, what you've been in martial arts your whole life, I would assume, right? Uh, kind of off and on. I did some Taekwondo when mm-hmm. I was really young and watched enough Chuck Norris movies to think <laughs> I knew how to do karate. Um, but I didn't start until I was like 19 and I didn't really – fully commit to it until I was about 20, 21. Okay. Okay. So where was it? Who was your first gym? Uh, first gym would have been, uh, it would have happened close to the same time, but it would, would have been PMA up in Grand Forks. Oh yeah. 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 Or it would have been Eddie Obergon's, um, 
gym up in Grand Forks. It was a boxing gym under my dad's truck stop, in fact. Oh, really? In the basement there. And so I kind of went to those two places um, at the same time. It, it might have been Eddie Obergon's boxing gym first. And then I also started doing Taekwondo with a guy up there named Ken Mikula. Um, so they, those three were kind of my first, first gyms to start mm. off. So you're from Grand Forks? Yep. As originally? Okay. Yep. Yep. So uh, what made you decide to uh, open up a gym? Oh, well, at the time I was living in Minneapolis and I had owned my own business. We were doing like restoration. We'd restore old, old homes, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was working like 60 hours a week. and At least 40 of those hours a week felt like they were in my car traveling from suburb to suburb in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And at the time, like I had, you know, we had our son and my daughter was just born and I wasn't getting... And you know what it's like to be a dad and be away from your kids a little bit. And that was, I was really struggling with that. Mm-hmm. And that is what made me really rethink everything. And we were making good money and, um, but we gave that up to move to Fargo and, and start something here. And that was, that was the reason why I was just, I was gone too much mm-hmm. wasting my life in a car, you know? Oh yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you drive a long ways too. So. Yeah. Yeah, as a parent, it's like, I'm not, it sucks, you mm-hmm. know, like I want as much time with my family as possible. So yeah, that's, that's what pushed me in this direction ultimately. So did you come to Fargo and just open up a gym or did you have a part-time, like, did you have any struggles? Oh my God, the struggles were real. Yeah, all the time, all yeah. every day. It was the verge of, um, my relationship was on the verge of collapse with mm-hmm. my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was tough starting your own business and you were putting in more time to start, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was like yeah. even even more time away from my family initially and um, going on the road for fights where I wasn't making any money. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And the gym wasn't making any money at that time either. I mean, you kind of remember some of the older days when, yeah, yeah. when you started. Um, so that was definitely tough. I was working part-time. I kept doing like restoration and painting business with a friend up in Grand Forks. So I would drive to Grand Forks every morning at like 6, 7 a.m., mm-hmm. And then drive back here at about four in the afternoon and then go and teach in the evenings to keep the gym going. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then and then go home at ten, eleven o'clock at night and go to bed and start all over. A lot a lot of hours. Yeah. A lot of hours. But it paid off. I re- like like you said, I remember when you were just on Main Street in some in better words, a, a crumpy garage right yeah right? yeah uh, cheese graters got more insulation than that garage <laughs> yeah, did yeah did. i mean it would rain <laughs> water would come through the ceiling you know but it felt like home though yeah like, like I, I loved it there like i definitely love this place and just to see how many people are in the morning classes compared to your old gym yeah. or when you first got this place is from two to almost it seems like 10 yeah on average right so it's, it's crazy like i love it yeah so uh, you had some somewhat of an MMA career. I'm pretty sure last time I looked, you're like 0 and, 0 and 10, 0 and 9? It, it'd be like 8 and 0. Oh, yeah. See, see, yeah. <laughs> see, I'm dyslexic. I, I flipped it. <laughs> yeah, you're way. I lost all my fights. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. My bad. It's okay. Yeah. So 8 and 0. So yeah. why'd, you, why'd you end up quitting uh, competing? Um, you know, for a couple different reasons. I guess the main reason was, again, that when I, when I started fighting, I didn't, I did it as a test. Like, am I wasting my time right now? Mm -hmm. Does this stuff even work? Right. It was like a test. It was more like, I don't know if I really want to fight, but I feel like I should do a fight just to prove to myself that I can work hard and, and two, that I want to know that this, 
this is effective, right? Mm-hmm. In a real fight. Um, so that's kind of why I started fighting. Um, after that, you know, I kind of liked it. I didn't love it. I'll be honest. I didn't, you know, some people go crazy, you know, what it's yeah, like yeah. to win a fight and you're just screaming and you're full of, you know, testosterone and it's just exciting. So I never really got that. I was just relieved to be done with the fight. <laughs> Get me out of the cage. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was, that was a reason probably why I didn't stick with it. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't really love it, but I love doing MMA. Yeah. Like, this is like the funnest, even sparring in the gym was fun. Yeah, like, yeah. The fighting itself. I didn't, I didn't totally fall in love with it. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of why I didn't continue fighting, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. fight more. Yeah. Like, it wasn't worth your time in a sense. Yeah. It's also super selfish. So like if you have kids yep. and now you take a big responsibility on like fighting, mm-hmm. now it's all about you. Yeah. When you have kids, it can't really be all about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. as selfish as fighting is, cause it's like, we got to worry about my diet. We got to worry about my training schedule. We got to worry about my sleep and recovery right. schedule. Yeah. We got to worry about, you know, there's no time for anybody else in there. So, you know, then when you own a gym and all these other things start taking place in your yeah. life, you just, yeah. Know. And you, sometimes you hear those people like, you know, I'm doing this for my kids and it's, it's a complete lie. Like MMA fighting. Yeah. MMA fighters. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's true. Like if you do it for your kids, you got to do it for yourself. So your kids see what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. In, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I totally kid. Like I know, I've been in a couple of relationships the last couple, you know, let's say five years or whatever. And me coming to the gym all the time is actually it's stressful on them too. especially when I want to train or if I have a fight and then you're grumpy because you're dieting all the time. Yeah, and you're, you're sore and you're yeah, beat up all the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's rough. Like I, and like I haven't been in a marriage situation, but I have been with a significant other where I come home and my, I can't move my neck. And <laughs> then I'm like, Hey, can you, you know, feed me? Can you scrape my neck? And I'm sure I got annoying, right. but you know, when I was with them, you know, they cared enough that they would do it for me, but I'm, I'm sure it took, it takes a toll on all relationships when you want to be at a high level competing, uh, lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, uh, what is your, greatest moment let's just say uh with your gym in general who put you on the spot Jeez, yeah i had to think about it i had like an answer that came right to my head right away and then another answer came immediately after it was was, tell them both so i guess what happened with tim johnson was pretty significant though Mm -hmm. he didn't win the belt it's like we just had somebody fight for a world title yeah yeah. you know what i mean that's that's that in itself is like the competitor in me, that's a huge deal. Yep. You know, like how many Tim people was can close. say that? You know, how many Tim people was can... did great, right? Yeah. Oh, he did wonderful. And then on the other end of that is like everybody else that doesn't compete. Um, I was just talking to Joe about Coach Joe about this the other day. It's like the gratitude is just like people just saying thank you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dude, this gym is so awesome. And this is what I really love about it. And it could be anything. It could be the community or it could be the training or it could be whatever, yeah. any number of things. Like, oh, I like the artwork on the wall or whatever, <laughs> but they love, they say something, they're grateful for it. They're thankful. Um, and that's also the most rewarding. Like I have some people that have written me like thank you notes and stuff. And I frame those in my office. Oh, do you? Cause that's like, you know, like, yeah, you, you know, the, the transaction of money between us is just like, that's my responsibility mm-hmm. to coach you and your responsibility to like be a student or whatever. Yeah. And it kind of, can kind of end there you know i don't expect anything else but people that seem to be like really grateful yourself included mm-hmm. you've shown me many times it's that is super rewarding you know, yeah, whether yeah. you're a white belt or a brown belt or brand new you know it doesn't matter yeah you're, you're, you're really changing people's lives for having a community like this because 
everything out there is stressful. But when you come in here and you see, you know, we all, with every gym I've ever been to, we kind of act the way the coaches act. Sure. Like if they're, you know, assholes, it seems like there's a bunch of assholes running around. But if you got a a genuine good person, you know, you generally have good people around and then the assholes get weeded out. Right. So it's like coming here is so stressful at the outside world. You come here, it's just everybody's happy. Everybody's working. Everybody has some kind of goal in mind to get better. And, you know, it's all because of you, you know, not to praise you or to praise you. Like you did this for a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, look up to you. And I would say that's a pretty big responsibility. Yeah, it comes with its ups and downs. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's more responsibility than, yeah. <laughs> than I want. But it's it's also, like I said, the rewarding part is it takes all that away. You know what I mean? So yeah. It just can make everything better. Um, we know that we've changed people's lives. Um, you know, we know some, like, personal stories uh, of people that without this place, things would be really, really bad in, in their life. And mm-hmm. that might even be true of you. I know it's true of myself in some ways that if I probably wouldn't have found martial arts, you know, I, I might just be like a school Janet or something or being downtown drinking all the time <laughs> yeah, or, or right. something. Right. Yeah. Addicted to drugs or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So jujitsu, martial arts, MMA was my, was my addiction and, and it's the healthiest one you can have, you know? It, yeah, I totally agree with that. It's the healthiest hobby to have lifestyle to have. So, uh, given like martial arts is, tend to be more of a male sport. How do you, what do you, what do you do when uh, girls come in and you know, they got to train with guys and it's, it's kind of fairly uncomfortable. Cause I know I've tried to get friends in my life that are female to come join, but they're always nervous and timid. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's always a, an issue. It's probably an issue at other gyms as well. It just kind of depends. Again, it's like part of the community here. Um, we just, you know, have to be appropriate yeah know what to you know not to say and what not to do mm-hmm. um it's also um so it's kind of like on the, the type of you know uh, vibe that the gym has already created right yeah, yeah. you know how do they treat women i think we've done a pretty good job like we have a pretty good women's program so you know trying to convince another woman to come in bring them in and you know show them like oh hey here's like marissa and sarah and laurel yeah, yeah. and all these girls doing jujitsu you can go with them or, you know, in the kickboxing program, like Olivia and Shaylee and Kayla and all these other girls that have been doing it for a while, too. So um, I, I think men have the same exact, like, feeling coming into this gym. Mm-hmm. It's like I think every guy, I've almost every guy I've talked to, they're, they're whether they want to admit it or not, when you come into an MMA gym, you're intimidated. Yeah, you should be, the at first least. Time. <laughs> you should be a respectful, <laughs> yeah, intimidation. Yeah. And and so it's hard on guys. So I can, you know, it's it's probably double hard on women you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. so um I, yeah i totally get that we just try to accommodate we have like our women's only kickboxing program and we're probably bringing back our women's only jujitsu program yeah. you know and that was a really good uh, thing that worked well for us in the past because all the women that were a bit uh, apprehensive about jumping into jujitsu they had this women's program to go in where there wasn't as much pressure yeah and they didn't feel like probably like they could do jujitsu with the women but sometimes when you go with guys that are too aggressive now you're doing self-defense and that's yeah. not nearly as fun no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I mean even, if they, even if the other guy means to <laughs> right you know a lot of weight differences strength differences and white belts you know what i mean like they don't know they're just using their aggressiveness and strength for their lack of technique yeah, they don't yeah. know what else to do instinct almost yeah exactly yeah. so it's not 
necessarily their fault all the time. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to turn that off if you yeah. think you're, you know, a tough guy, quote unquote. Right. right. And sometimes, like, I know, like, when, you know, Katie, ben, Ben's girlfriend, when she started, when I started rolling with her, like, I, I was nervous. Like, okay, like, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want right. to, you know, but the more, more I got to know Katie and the more we rolled, more, the more comfortable I, I believe both of us were just training with each other. And I think that goes like every female I do roll with. Like, yeah, I'm timid just as probably much as they're timid because I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to insult her or make her cry or hurt her or, right. you know, do something to make her feel uncomfortable. Right. You know, it's, you know, that's the mindset I think a guy should have going into when they not, not, not says compete, but uh, train with a female partner. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. I had some other questions, but now, now I got, <laughs> I told you, I just, I just, I didn't really, uh, train for practice for this one no that's so you've been so tim fought for the ufc yep for a while yes and it seemed like he was the guy they always sent off to a, a di- different country so you've had to travel the, the world in a sense just with the ufc so what is your what was your favorite uh place you got to go because of uh mma oh geez yeah pablo was lucky in that sense too that he got flown a lot of places mm-hmm. um but I'd, I'd probably say Croatia was the coolest. Um, the Tim fighting Croatia? Yeah, Tim fought in Zagreb, the capital city. Is that that to fight that tall Russian? No, that one was in Belfast, Ireland. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Northern yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he fought uh, Marcin Tybura in Croatia. Okay. Tybura is like a top 10 in the UFC right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tim beat him uh, in Croatia. Um, but that was definitely my favorite place yeah, yeah just the sight scenes and the culture i'm sure is just wonderful yeah the food was amazing and um i've spent some time in the mediterranean before so we were back on the mediterranean yeah. again and that was kind of special for me and like i said yeah the food was incredible yeah. we actually rented a car and we drove from the capital city to the coast mm-hmm. to kind of you know help tim get his mind off of things and just kind of enjoy the day and uh we went to so we went to the coast and and that was a pretty well did tim always was tim a a nervous guy before fights no tim's tim's i mean yeah he is a nervous guy yeah but he's not you wouldn't notice it like Mm -hmm. he's he's as cool as a cucumber he has like a little moment where he's like okay and you can kind of tell and (laughs) takes a couple deep breaths and then he's just like out of it right again you know what i mean like he's right back into the zone so he's he's rock solid that I mean, guy. He, he's been around the block too he kind of he's been under pressure especially just did a world title fight so he's he's been against a lot of people where his mindset he he's learned how to control it right yeah he's he's fought some of the best guys in the ufc like three of the guys he's fought are in the top 10 of the ufc and well in my mind he beat all three of them he beat two of them but the one was very controversial um and that was with the tall guy yeah 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 yeah, yeah i remember that fight uh so we actually, I went to one of Tim's fight in Brazil, and I had a horrible experience. Just a horrible <laughs> experience in Brazil. It wasn't cool. I just did not feel welcomed at all. Yeah. But you actually are, you <laughs> look more Brazilian than yeah. most people. I had a, had a great time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was it was pretty good for me. So yeah. yeah. We we got in right away, and I I think too we have the benefit of being like with the ufc yeah like they know like there's places where, like when we were in croatia we went out to eat and when you're in a foreign country most people don't know who tim johnson is right you've mm-hmm. really got to be paying attention 
And the restaurant we went to on fight night, this guy, like, the, he was our server. And he hooked us up with a bunch of free appetizers and oh, really? stuff. And he totally knew who Tim was. You know, so I think if you have the benefit of being with the UFC, people embrace you a little bit more. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I could see it working against you, too, where you're like, yeah, I'm an American, and I'm here for an American <laughs> that is fighting a Brazilian. You know, and I was worried about that, too. I mm -hmm. was like, oh, crap. This is, this, I don't want to go out in the street because if they see me with Tim, they're going to... Yeah, you know, yeah, throw food at us or something, right? <laughs> this, they, well, I remember when I was in Rio because I went to Rio for a couple of days and then we flew to Belay. Is that how you say it? Belém, okay. Yeah. I've been saying it wrong for like three years now. Uh, but I remember I was taking pictures of something and an old lady like put my hand down and she's like, No, put your phone away. <laughs> it's like, oh. you know, it's scary. You know, you wouldn't think about it because everybody's in the habit of just taking snapshots of everything. Yeah, uh, well, it might have been. Um, a gesture for you to hide your phone. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't get, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah so they don't it, want you to get stolen or robbed or something right, like that. Right. Because we even had like old people like spit on us there, not, like spit towards us, not exactly on us, but yeah, it was. It gave had a lot of anxiety down there. It was not yeah. Cool. Didn't want to go out at night. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then like when we were watching Tim's fight, I remember uh, the, there's a person in front of us, and he had his Snapchat up, kind of like making things. I, I don't know why I noticed it, but they turned the camera, and then I was in in his camera. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like who are these Americans? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they found the they found the two Americans in the entire day. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun though. <laughs> so you've had this gym open for probably like on eleven years. Yep, eleven yep. years. Yep. So what do you what do you think you're going to go from this? You know, I we'll see. Um, just keep kind of hopefully growing what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know who knows you know we we always talk about you know going somewhere else in town or maybe you know an affiliation program other people have talked about opening up yeah you know some sort of affiliate program with us uh, when they move away or whatever so maybe like down down the road at some point you know what i mean yeah expand or because you want to expand didn't you say you want we want these guys next to you to hopefully move out one day? Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, yeah we need we need a little more a little more room now, yeah. especially now because some of the programs are jam packed, right? Right. So. Yeah, because they kind of you know you know you got one class starting at six and you got another class kind of sitting at six thirty, so they're right. You got two classes at once. A lot of people moving in and out of here, so mm -hmm. we, need, we need a little more room. So we kind of talk about that a lot, um, yeah. you know. And then who knows, like. I don't know. I, I hate winters here. So maybe the dream one day would be like, I own a place in Mexico. <laughs> that's like, you know what I mean? ACA Mexico or whatever. There you go. You guys yeah. can like, if you have a membership at one, you can always come yeah, to the yeah, other. So everybody can come visit me or whatever. Right. Like something we, like we that. Have, would be cool. We get flight discounts. If I own my own airline one day, <laughs> yeah. then for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you, you're saying you have a family now. Do you, do your kids do jujitsu? Um, you know, on the, at home a lot. Yeah, they, they tend to beat each other up a lot there, um, but they they just like don't want to come to work with dad all the time, and I don't want to push them mm -hmm. so hard, right? Like yeah, yeah. they all kind of like it, and they'll do it with me at home, but they don't always want to come in with me, and so I don't want to be the dad that forces it on them either. Yeah, and, you know they're around it all the time. They I got like fighting on the TV all the time. Oh, I'm so sure they're seeing it a lot. You know what I mean? And I don't want to burn them out or force them to do something. Mm -hmm. So. Well, I know it's what's my, like, I bring my daughter, I've been bringing my daughter in here for years when I have her, and the older she gets, the more and more she's interested in doing it. Like, you used to have to, like, beg her to put the gi on or hang out, and she'd just do the warm-ups, and then she'd go play on everything. And actually, the other day, 
when she was in a uh, class, that was the most effort I've seen her actually do stuff. So that, that actually gets me excited because I feel like the more if I do it, the more I show her I love it, the more hopefully she's like, hey, I want to try this. Yeah. And I, play, I think she plus like choking me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, they do like beating up on dad. So I think that's <laughs> yeah. what keeps my kids involved too. Um, and that's, that's good to hear because I think the, the more mature she gets or your kids get mm-hmm. as they grow up, they start to see the value in self-defense mm-hmm. a little more because yeah. they start to realize the world can be an effed up place. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and they're like, yeah. oh. They watch the news one time and they're like, oh, holy crap. Maybe dad and her mom are right. And right. You know, should do jujitsu. Instead of just, you know, oh, I'm going to carry a knife in my pocket. No, you need a little bit more, more than, than that. that. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's start here. So. Yeah. So, and you got a kid's program too. Yep. And uh, what days are that? Is that Monday through Friday or? All right now it's just Mondays and Wednesdays. They go from 3.30 to 4.30 and 4.30 to 5.30, Mondays and Wednesdays. So oh, so you have two classes. Yeah, back to back. Yeah. So you have like younger and a little bit older. Yep. yep. Yeah, we kind of split them up. They're allowed to do both or whatever. We'll just keep them going for two hours if they want. Yeah. But uh, we split the ages up a little. I'm sure those kids have all kinds of energy too. I'm sure they can hang out. If they're enjoying it. They probably stick around for two hours. Yeah, it's a lot of drills and games and making them run and yeah, tired and yeah. <laughs> I guess do you are like I have a, um, I looked into it a little bit, but you gotta have to almost make learning a game with kids, right? Yeah, it's gotta be fun. It's gotta be yeah. You gotta really make an impression that they enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, as best as I can, I try to do that with the adults too. Sometimes yeah. it's just make it fun and make it a game because everybody's attention span is different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes if you go into too much detail, people are going to be looking up at the lights. You yeah, know what yeah, I yeah. mean? If you overdo it on the detail, like if you yeah. just kill it with like 20 minutes of me talking or whatever, you know, people, you lose them. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's like this perfect balance of teaching, but not too much, yeah. making it fun, you know, whatever. So, so. Yeah, and usually if someone has other questions, you usually walk around and like, oh, you can do this too. And, you know, to the more advanced people or someone that's shorter to a taller person, you usually give different kinds of advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what do you think the benefits are for martial arts in general? We'll just specifically say jiu-jitsu. Um, well, outside of the obvious, like self-defense, right? That's probably the biggest one, health. Um, you know, or I shouldn't say the biggest one is probably the one that is the most obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I'll be good at fighting or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. But probably the biggest one I should say it would be like the mindset. You know what I mean? Like once you get good at jujitsu, we're not talking about like when you're a blue belt, but when you're like purple belt, brown belt, even, yeah, I guess even at a blue belt, you start to gain confidence in like your abilities to control somebody, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or to out wrestle them even, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I think mindset's probably the biggest one for me anyway, is that like, I feel like I can be in bad positions and, you know, you could be beaten up on me or have me in a submission and I might tap out, but I also know that like I can fight for a while and I can survive and I can, you know, I have options and, and basically I already said it, but you can survive. Um, And there's, that carries over into everyday life too, you know, so there's this big mindset shift once you get into the martial arts lifestyle, kind of fully jump in, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. You just head's a little clearer, you're a little sharper. Definitely helps with uh, mental health in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's like I'm getting yelled at my boss, but you could be choking me out for five minutes in a round. You know, what's worse, me trying to breathe or this, this guy yelling at me? Yeah, 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 that all goes away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
that's what's great about it too is that it's you're 100 percent in the moment um in jujitsu right mm-hmm. like i like um to compare it to something else like yoga for example which yeah. is great which yeah. is awesome yeah i'm I love not yoga. trying to crap i do too i think it's great i should do it more but my head can my mind can wander in yoga like i'll start thinking about something else that's mm-hmm. just my add kicking yeah yeah, right? yeah. but in jujitsu that never happens right like if you're trying to strangle me you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like my head is nowhere else but like fighting your hands and you know defending the position right. and whatever so i'm 100 percent in the moment i'm mm-hmm. nowhere else that's yeah. a good way to put it you're 100 percent in the moment like yoga yeah yoga like i my brain goes emotional and then like i'm stretching and then i think of everything i want to get done and it's actually stressful sometimes yeah if i'm in a bad mood and of course it's great if i'm in a good mood but like you said jiu-jitsu or even sparring or right. hitting a bag you're you're in the moment yeah and you kind of you lose everything. You lose tra- track of time almost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, so with other sports, you know, imagine did you ever play baseball when you were a kid and you're out yeah, in the yeah. outfield. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just like looking at the grass. You're counting the ants that are walking yeah. by. You know, you can't do th- yeah. that. Happens in almost every other sport. You know, except yeah, yeah, yeah. for except for like jujitsu or combat sports, right? Did you play hockey? Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. What? How does that goalie feel? Well, I never played goalie, but like he, the goalie is kind of the same way, but he gets a little mental break too. Cause like the buck will go into the other zone, you know, mm-hmm, into the yeah, other yeah. end of the ice. Right. And then it's all on the other goalie, you know, yeah, yeah. depending, you know, the, the goalie has got to be pretty sharp too. Yeah, they yeah. got to stay. Cause if they get scored on, they have to stay positive and not yeah. beat themselves up. Mm-hmm. It's a tough job. Oh yeah. I'm sure it is. Uh, how long did you play hockey for? Uh, till I was 18. Yeah. Till my senior, pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I know you, you have a boy that plays hockey. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I know your youngest son's Luke. Yep. But your oldest, uh, yep. well, I haven't met him. Yeah. Well, I haven't he, met him. He just graduated high school, but he oh, played really? high school. Yeah. yeah tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, I thought he was like a freshman. <laughs> no, no. He just graduated this year. So, yeah, I have one that's, yeah, just graduated kindergarten and one that just graduated. Oh, high so there's a pretty big gap in between oh, the yeah. three. I'll be busy for. A little while longer. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Being keep busy is good. Yeah. yeah. They do keep you young as long as, as, long as you let them keep you young. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so now I'm back into thinking what I was going to say. I should have just brought my list. I did, notes? Yeah. I did. I did have a list, but I was like, no, nah, I'll just, just, just wing it. On the fly. That's yeah. okay to do too. So we got fights coming up in Fargo here. Yes. The August 14th. How many fighters do you have? I have eating? no, you know, I have no idea. All of them. I think yeah. <laughs> all of them, seven or eight at least. I think so. Yeah. Should be good. Good it's time. It's basically an ACA card. Yeah, they usually are when they're in town, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. Last last fights were three years ago. Yeah, they were the ones over at the hotel at the Delta Hotel. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. A bunch of people on that one as well. It's like six or seven guys there, mm-hmm. and it's fun. I I get excited for that because it's. You know, like the old days when there were shows like every two months yeah. in town. Yeah, at the hub at the Max Lights. And yeah, stuff. Or the yeah. Shields Arena. That that was great. Those yeah. were good times. It was a lot of good times, yeah. and there was always something to do. Yeah, there's going to be like you know, it's been so long since we've had fights, and none of our guys have fought in such a long time, and it's hard to get on those LFA events. And mm-hmm. So it's been a while, other than Tim Johnson, who's had four fights in the last yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah. But everybody else, um, it's like we've we've lost all this competitive time sharpen our tools you mm-hmm. know what i mean so we have we have lost a, a year of fighting or more it's like been like two or three years yeah, for yeah, some yeah. guys so that's really rough 
Yeah. So we it was also a jiu-jitsu tournament coming up here in Fargo too. July, the end of July, ain't it? Ain't July 22nd? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it? I got to look at the board. July, July 24th. July 24th. Yes. You doing that? Yeah, I'll be there watching. You know, are you going to compete? No. You ever plan on competing again? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, I always think about it. You know, we're thinking of doing it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Two very big yeah, different things. No, I know. Fine. Again, it comes down to like, <laughs> now I'm training for myself. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And so that, that gets tough. But I do, I really want to do, if I do compete again, I I definitely plan on doing an IBJJF. Oh, so you want to go like a, a bigger stadium, bigger uh, promotion in a sense. Yeah, I don't want to go to this tournament to grapple you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, it gets to be oh. you and Cody almost. Yeah, right. Like you end up, yeah, I would rather go somewhere where either, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna see somebody I've never seen before, mm-hmm. you know, entirely different environment. Um, so I'd love, love another crack at one of those tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's about 30 minutes. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how would they contact you? Uh, you can find us online at fmaca.com. Um, that's probably the best way to reach out to us. Our phone number's online. We have like a little information form on our website that you can fill out mm-hmm. and send to us, and we uh, get back to you. Right oh, away. so you, you feel they, there's a kind of like if they come in, it's the same kind of form that they fill out? Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of info, name, phone number, um, email address, and then we call you back or we can send you, yeah, like all the injury waiver. We'd rather do it paperless anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send yeah. you all that stuff yeah. as well. Right on. So, uh, well, thank you for doing this podcast. <laughs> thank you, Matthew. It, 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 it took longer to set up than actually no, that's <laughs> fine. do it. Yeah, no, it's good. Cool. Well, thank you again, Dylan. Dylan Spicer, everybody. And what do I say at the end of my train hard, do good, be kind. Sounds good. All right. Appreciate it, Dylan. Thank you, Matthew. Cool beans. Never had headphones before.